0: This portion of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing.
1: Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show.
0: Tucson. And we are
2: celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful.
0: That is exactly right, Fred. And we invite
2: people to visit us at fredandjeff.com, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this Tome of Wisdom and Entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. And,
0: dude, I have a suggestion for us today. I think we should rename the show to Some Dude and His Cool Brother Jeff Show.
2: Why is that?
0: Because you're some dude and I'm your cool brother, Jeff.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, let's see lots of stuff going on in the old Pueblo. We This is actually, you know, a jam-packed show. We have people are like, it's like some it's like somebody's trying to cram as many people as they can into a phone booth. If anybody even knows what a phone booth is anymore. Uh, I'm sure there are two or three people. Mom and dad know what a phone booth is. Or TARDIS, if you are uh, so inclined to. Or a phone box. Phone box. Yes. So, uh, a couple things, though. The antique swap meet is going on 4th Avenue on March 12th. Right. At the parking lot. Now, wait a minute.
0: Of course, this first segment is brought to you by our good folks at com. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know what's going on in the old Pueblo, check out com because they have got more on there than just some crazy stuff going on in 4th Avenue.
2: There's always crazy stuff going on 4th Avenue. Not always. Totally cool stuff. Well. So, you got a swap meet. You got... Uh, Let's see. Ford's on 4th is coming up on the 13th. So Saturday is a swap meet. 13th is Ford's on 4th. The the oldest Ford Mustang Club in the world is based here out of Tucson. And they have their show at 4th Avenue. And then there is the April, the Spring Street Fair, April 1st, 2nd, and (laughs) 3rd. Oh, you make fun.
0: What's the website of the 4th so, Avenue Street so Merch Association? when I'm just going to have you ushered out.
2: <laughs>
0: what your staff likes me more than they like you though. So come on. That's true.
2: So, what do you want?
0: What is the what is the website that people can go to 4th Avenue to check out all the crazy nutty stuff
2: going on at 4th Avenue? 4th Avenue. All spelled out. So it's not the number yeah. 4. It's F O U R T H. Yes. Avenue all the way to the E. Yes. The second E.
0: Okay, so there you go. There's our freebie of the week, Fourth Avenue, <laughs> non sponsor who love friends loves nonprofit.
2: We're a nonprofit. Yes,
0: we have lots of nonprofits that we support. Like this morning, I walked in the Coleman Breast Cancer Walk. Tons of folks out there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were out there walking to find a cure for breast cancer, thank you so much. And uh, it was great, the weather was great, tons of people. Great, great vibe going on down at the U of A. So thank you so much for supporting the efforts of the Susan G. Coleman Group. And if you're looking for something fun to do today, there's so much stuff. You can go to the 24th Annual Midnight at the Oasis Classic Car Show, way up at the Ray Crock Complex on on uh, 1280 West Desert Hills Drive in Yuma. That would be fun. You can also go to the and Crafts Fair At uh, Cat Mountain Station on South Kinney Road. Crossroads Gun Show at the Pima County Fairgrounds. That sounds like a good time. Go out and get yourself something to shoot with. That'd be good. Fifth Annual Elder Gerard Hand Memorial Sing and Tucson Sacred Harp Singing Convention. That's happening at... I don't know where that's happening at. Oh, the Sonoran Co-Housing Common House over on Roger Road. The 16th Annual Hummingbird Stitches Quilt Show and Sale. Super fun. That's happening at Buena High School in Sierra Vista. So there's tons of stuff. 13th Annual Rails and the Garden Tour, which have you ever done that, Fred? The Tucson Garden Railway Society, where you go to people's backyards, where they have all their trains
2: set up? No, I have
0: not. Super fun. Super fun. Yeah, I don't go to so places. So go to TucsonGRS.org to get the list of where everything is today. It is a lot of fun, and it's going on till 4 o'clock.
2: I don't go to places that don't allow cigars. They're, it's all outside, you nerd. Yeah, but they'll still, you know, they, they don't like cigars.
0: Happening right now. If you've had enough of Fred and Jeff and you're looking to meditate, head on over to the Tibetan Buddhist Meditation Hour over at 3400 over right East now. Speedway.
2: I'm going to go there right now. Are you? Yeah, I'm okay. tired already. Okay. You're boring yeah,
0: me. That's I. How could I bore you with all these fabulous things <laughs> that are happening in the old Pueblo? Barrio <laughs> Stories at the TCC, Tucson Convention Center.
2: Yeah, Borderland Theater is doing that. It's been running since uh, March 3rd. It's actually outdoor... Around the Tucson Convention Center, different areas, different vignettes, and it goes through the 13th. Um, There's a suggested donation of 10 bucks, but if uh, you can't pay anything, they'll they won't throw you out. Folks, tons and tons of mice and men is coming up. Oh yes, preview week. Arizona Theater Company opening night is Friday with Arizona Theater Company. We have the uh, culture pass at all the Pima County Public Libraries. Lots of stuff. Okay, I
0: got a good one for you. At 1 o'clock today at uh, the Yumi Japanese Gardens of Tucson on North Alvernon is the Suzukiyaki Kai Southern Arizona's only classical Japanese dance troupe. They'll be performing today at 1 o'clock. Check that out because that sounds like it's very cool. And then an adult painting class. This is the final one I'm going to talk about. Adult painting class, Fred. What you paint, I'm not too sure, but if you head over to Creative Juice, they'll show
2: you. You paint adults.
0: Maybe, it's or so cool. maybe you do you paint adult paintings, but there's tons of stuff going on in the old pueblo. Don't forget U of A baseball spring training oh, starting very,
2: very, very last in the U of A College of Science. Behavioral series. science, yep. Uh, the changing, oh no, no U of A College of College Science. Of science. Yeah.
0: yeah, the behavioral science. The, the very the last conversations on compassion already ended.
2: Yeah, this is Earth transformed. This is the very last lecture tomorrow. Uh, the changing Earth. It's not just a new normal. Okay. So, you know, folks, tons of stuff. Get
0: out there. Meet your neighbor. Go and, oh, don't forget the Tucson ukulele meetup. Good yeah, times.
2: Yeah, you've never been, and you will never show up here with your ukulele to play anything.
0: I'll bet you 20 bucks that I show up <sighs> with my ukulele to play you a song.
2: It, it won't be good. It do, uh, Does it have to be good? I can show up with a ukulele and play and say that, you know. Then please do. I will. Okay. I'll bet you ten twenty bucks. Yeah. Next week I show up with ukulele.
0: Well, I'll bet you twenty bucks back that I show up with a ukulele next All right, week. we'll see. Done. We'll see. Bless you. You're welcome. All right, folks, we got to take a break. The gauntlet has been thrown here on the Fred Jeff Show, so stick around for lots more. We'll be back. Right. This bit of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog Farms. Now, time for more of The Fred and Jeff Show.
2: This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronson. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, shukshon. And we're celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make love in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Hank. And one of the things that make the old Pueblo so gosh darn wonderful is- The weather. No. Continue. Um, I was waiting for other guests. The U of A, Davis Monthan. No, you're off. Uh,
0: tequila. Well, that's always yummy a Mexican food. Given, yeah. The Catalinas. No. The fact that we're one of the most biodiverse places in the planet. On well, the planet.
2: First of all, let's let's take a step back and talk about the U of A for a second. Okay. Because it is our our alma mater. Yes. Uh, for me it's it was twice my alma mater. Yes,
0: because you couldn't get enough the first time. I couldn't get enough. You the went first back time. for more.
2: Yeah, it's horrible. But um here is something that that our Uncle Paul I he asked me to talk about the rear admiral? <laughs> the rear admiral. <laughs> but he you know, he is such a wonderful person.
0: Yes, he is one of our favorite people.
2: And he's got such a great family because we're in it. But he wanted us to make sure that uh, we mentioned that the facilities management staff at the University of Arizona <laughs> has really worked very, very hard and dedicated for the preparation of the Tucson Festival of Books.
3: Yes.
0: One of our favorite events.
2: Yeah, because they're the only one who actually validate us once a year. Yes. Well, they, that's they, not they, true. They give us little tasks. Fort Little
0: do. Soccer Shootout validates us. Uh, oh, or not don't Fort don't. Little Soccer Shootout anymore. It's... Uh, Tucson Association of Realtors Soccer Shootout. How do they validate us? They call us up and say,
2: please let us back on the show. We want to talk about They're our They're like event. one of the few. We have to actually beg Tucson Festival of Books to do that. No, we don't. Yeah, Bill Viner was like, uh, Who? Uh, Who's that? Bill Viner, one of the uh, Oh, co-founders. that guy. I think he owes you 20 bucks, right? I probably owe him 20. <laughs> but anyways, with us today is the co-chairs of the author...
4: Author Selection Committee. Author
2: Selection Committee. We have Jennifer Lee Carroll, also known as Jenny.
4: Glad to be here. Thank you.
2: And Helene.
0: Uh. Helene. Helena, Without the uh. Helene. Okay, (laughs) let us off the hook over there. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep trying. Helene. 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 Uh. Helene. Uh. Uh,
2: (laughs) Woodhams, who uh, is Mm co-chair and also uh, is an associate of Pima County. Public library, right?
5: I'm a librarian at the River uh, Central Branch. Nice. At River Central. That's Is that Duesenbury the one on Craycroft? I was, was going to say Duesenbury. Duesenbury
2: River at River and Craycroft. Yeah, nice. That's, yeah. uh, my son had a little job up there next to uh, the whole food store. Oh, yeah. And so I- when, Is this
0: when he was doing community service?
2: Yeah. And then when- uh, So when he <laughs> just was kidding. doing his job, I would just go sit in the library and enjoy the that. <gasps> that's a great library. Oh, oh now wait a minute!
0: Terrific library. Yeah, and every week Fred stumps for some. You can pick a packet of seeds or a movie ticket or something out of the library. Mm-hmm. I already mm-hmm. did that. You missed it.
5: You talked about the culture passes.
0: That's it? it. The culture pass. You can. I'm check making out, the
5: connection it. now,
0: Fred. What? The culture pass. What? I'm making the connection between the library and the culture pass.
2: Yeah, because you get a culture pass at the library, so right. you can get free. T- you can check out tickets. To get into local museums for free. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, of Mice and Men, I think is actually, they may have already been all checked out, but that's something I know that was in the uh, available recently. Arizona Opera, all sorts of stuff going on in the community. I love it. So I love fo- it. So our libraries. can mm-hmm. go to our local library, which is the bastion of our republic.
0: I got nothing for that bastion Man. of our republic it's
2: a community center it's
0: there it is the
5: heart of your
2: community so the, Thank you. the, the, li- the library is the, the heart of the this country the of the republic it represents fred, fred,
0: please share with all of our listeners what your fiance does
2: i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> is she not a librarian she actually she's not a librarian she's an administrator at the p mckinney, <laughs> p. McKinney <laughs> library <laughs> so folks
0: there you get it when fred waxes poetically or Brings up his 50 cent words It's because he's got a vested interest in something
2: (laughs) That's almost true (laughs) Almost
0: true So you guys are the author You guys are picking the authors
4: Yes well we are uh, (laughs) Chairing the committee that picks the authors Together
0: Okay so now here's my question So
2: I've written some haiku
0: Oh god here we go
2: (laughs) So I want to you know throw my name in for next year So if there's a haiku See again he
0: is self promoting Fred stop We're here to talk about the Tucson Festival (sighs) books. So, Jenny, you guys are chairing the author committee. Yes. What does that exactly mean? Don't people just want to show up here and peddle some books?
4: Many people would like to show up here and peddle some books. uh, But we do have some ways in which we distinguish various kinds of authors who are eligible. Oh. So, So
0: Fred and his haiku might not meet... Standards That's is what correct. you're saying. Depends
5: ah. on when his book was published. I publish recently my home.
0: He wrote it and put it online. He did a one. He did a one night stand up comedy routine, right, Fred?
4: What? No, it's not one night. <laughs> oh, maybe two nights.
0: It
2: was several. nights.
0: <laughs> okay.
4: So we have uh, we have two broad categories of authors who come. Uh, the the good cate- and bad. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's broad, isn't it? <laughs> They're all good. They're oh, all fantastic. Oh, there you go, Jenny. Uh,
0: We're just trying to lighten you up, Jenny. Yeah,
4: I know. So, <laughs> But you're asking questions. I'm answering. Okay. So the authors that Helene and I deal with primarily are what we call presenting authors. They are all authors who have been published very recently by major presses. Like you. Uh, like me, although I haven't really been published Very recently. (laughs) Okay, so
0: what's the recent? What's that time frame? Like within the last decade or within the last like 30 days? Within the last 18 months. Okay, okay, last 18 months.
4: All right. Um, We do have another section uh, which we call the Author Pavilion, which is open to um, authors who've been published in uh, all kinds of presses, including self-published and and some very small presses, because we want to be able to cover really all the – all authors who want to be able to participate but those that show up on our main stages are authors who have major books with major publishers
0: and that so that's the criteria Mm -hmm. major books major publishers authors that lots and lots and lots and lots of people have read or know about
4: or should know about, or
0: should know 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 about about and i think maybe that's the big thing so are there some undercover guys that you you guys are amazed that more people don't know about that are coming to tucson
4: Yes. Uh, I'd like to put in uh, particular uh, plugs for two fantastic fiction writers who are up for debut fiction awards, Viet Tan Nguyen and Julie Uramuanya. Uh Julie Iromoana is actually a creative writing professor at the University of Arizona. Really? They are both shortlisted for the Penn Bingham Prize for debut fiction, which is really the major national fiction prize for first-time authors.
0: Okay, so for guys like Fred and I, who buy most of our fiction at Charlie's Comic Books... Yeah, see, I got my,
2: my latest copy of Big Trouble in China. There
0: it is. Is this... This is a big deal.
2: Very big deal. Okay,
0: yeah. so so these two ladies...
4: No, it's, it's a... Viet is a man.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And thank you for not inviting them on the show, because we would have had a heck of a time with those names. We can't even go <laughs> Helena Wright or Helena Wright. We would have really been in trouble. So these two folks are up-and-comers. They're potential rookie of the years in the literary world.
4: Yes, they are.
0: And and give us an idea of what they're writing about. What fiction, what type of fiction do they write?
4: Nguyen's written a book called The Sympathizer, which is about a Vietnamese-American who goes back to Vietnam immediately following the Vietnam War. And Julia Moanya has a book called Mr. and Mrs. Doctor, which is about Nigerian immigrants to the Midwest.
0: Wow very compelling yeah very cool all right and so those are two of the folks that you think jenny folks should know more about yes and what about who are some more
5: well if um you happen to be in the gallagher theater at four o'clock on saturday you can catch three Pulitzer prize winning journalists um and that's you can't do that every day of the week in Tucson. No, you can't do that every day of the week anywhere. <laughs> Three Pulitzer Prize winning journalists. Gilbert Gall, Michael Hilsick, and David Marinus will be um, presenting a program called Money, Power, and the Shaping of a City, a Sport, and a Science. Very fun. Now, who, which one
0: of you geniuses, and I and I say that in a loving way, and I'm not teasing you, but who created that? That title and that, you know, who put that together to get these three people
5: to talk about that? That's brilliant. Can I say something about spaghetti in the refrigerator at this point? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Permitted. Um, We are blessed with a team of author committee volunteers who work tirelessly to bring in authors and they bring in fabulous people. And then we have them before us and we realize that. Oh, my gosh, we have not one, not two, but we have three Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. What happens when we put them together? And then what happens when you put them together is you have magic. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have someone like Jennifer, (laughs) who is her own kind of enchantment, who...
0: Wait, wait, wait. Did you... Lives under her own type of enchant, or, or no. occasionally. You- is. Oh, it is. is she's I a mean, very enchanting if we individual. Could have yes. a unicorn. Yeah. You know, I got unicorn, This it. would have been because when I think of unicorns, Jennifer. the fact that they're an endangered species, <laughs> I see Jenny there leading the charge to bring the unicorn back. Right.
5: Okay,
4: you've got it. <laughs> that would please my my eight year old daughter immensely. There you
5: are. There you are. And 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 she yeah. sees this magical thing, and she gives it a magical title, and lo and behold, we're going to have people lining up at the Gallery oh, yeah. Theater at four
4: o'clock because this is going to be. An awesome program
0: that's awesome so now are you selling tickets to that one
4: nothing is for sale. we yes we don't sell tickets we do have tickets they are already currently available to friends of the festival they go um they will become available online to the public at large monday at noon,
2: on Tomorrow the, at noon. yes um well before you take, go any further let's talk about friends of the festival because yes. i mean that's a big deal and
0: it's kind of a little hidden gem too oh, yeah Mm because
2: obviously they they get perks like first first dibs on ticketed events yes a lot of I mean a lot of these uh, author talks lectures the the the, we do the moderation for um, there's standing room only people get turned away regularly for the this stuff And, and some of it's just come and line up and first in gets a seat others are ticketed events And the tickets are free, but you have to figure out how to get them.
4: Right. And we actually brought the the ticketing of events into being because of crowd control Mm -hmm. and events that were so popular that people were having to stand in line for hours and then not necessarily getting in.
0: And so being a friend of the festival, getting the newsletters, hearing what's coming up, Mm -hmm. getting that inside skinny is so important if you want to take advantage of all of the fun things that are happening and it's easy to do,
4: right? It's it super easy to do. It's super easy to do. You can go to the festival website, uh, Tucson festival of And there, there are obvious ways to sign up there. Um, and there are some lovely perks, like there are some invitation only events there. There's the opportunity to get, uh, tickets early for some of the events. Um, but Also, and I I would like to say this, it's just a way to support the festival, Mm -hmm. which is free and open to the public.
0: But wait a minute. There's more. (laughs) You guys raise a boatload of money. Yes. Okay, so we say it's free, it's open to the public, but that isn't scratching the surface on how critical. Because
2: it's not free to put it on. No.
4: No, it is not free to put it on. It's a huge undertaking, and we are... uh, our two major supporters are the University of Arizona and the Arizona Daily Star, who do such amazing work, uh, not only monetarily, but just in in all of the organization and the operations. Mm-hmm. But we've also, through their generosity and the generosity of many other individuals and corporations around town, been able to donate to date um One and a quarter million dollars to literacy in Mm -hmm. Southern Arizona.
0: That is fantastic. And how old is this festival?
4: We're in our eighth Eighth year. year.
0: Eight years. And you guys have already generated that much revenue for literacy programs in Mm -hmm. Southern Arizona. And if I can go so far, it's one of the top five attended book festivals.
5: I think it's further up than that. I've heard four. Four.
0: Four, So it's number four. In the country. In the country. country, It's just unbelievable. I mean, it's a testament to how people in Tucson have gravitated to this event because it's a fantastic event, but it's also a testament to you guys to put in your blood, sweat, and tears to make it a phenomenal event, and it is.
5: People in Tucson have embraced this event, and I think it's the most, as a librarian, it is the most wonderful thing in the world because it shows everyone that Tucson is a reading community. Yes. People care about books, they care about authors, and they flock to a festival where they can be connected.
0: And all kidding aside, we have a lot of authors that live here in Tucson. Absolutely. Yes, we do. A Absolutely. ton. So wonderful. it's easy for them to call their author friends up and say, hey, it's March in Tucson, Arizona. The weather's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Come on down here and... and Talk to folks about what you were thinking when you wrote this amazing piece of literature because the we-
5: folks in Tucson want to hear you right yeah.
0: well and, and not to short sell because we're, we got a minute left but there are a lot of folks that come in just out of yeah. town for oh, this festival too absolutely. so the economic impact of it is also tremendous
2: mm-hmm. so hey before we take a break uh, we are going to give away some roses but I also want to mention and I think you guys can chime in as well we want to thank uh, Marcy Euler for all of her work She's the executive director of the Tucson Festival of Books. The only paid staff member yes. of the Tucson mm-hmm. Festival. It's like hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. No, thousands, actually. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, thousands. thousands of volunteers. Yeah, there's like 3,000-something. I, I don't know the exact the number.
4: number. I know it's over 2,000. Yeah, it's That's
2: like crazy. thousands of volunteers. And, and Marcy is the one who sort of heads this thing up and, uh, you know, helps all those volunteers make this happen. Right. Marcy is a force of nature. Yeah. <laughs> so you. I just want to want to mention her and thank her for all of her hard work because if it weren't for her, if it wasn't for the founders of the event eight years ago, uh, we wouldn't have this sparkling gem in, uh, at the event.
0: Well, and we also want to say thank you to your families for giving you up for the 90 days prior to the event because, uh, um, you know, we want to say thanks to Johnny and Jazz, want to thanks to your family, Because you guys
2: are real important. So, folks, we'll be right back with more. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice.
0: Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show.
2: This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey.
0: Hola, Tucson. And
2: we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful.
0: Yes, sir. That is correct, Alfredo.
2: And we invite people to visit us at FredandJeff.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Now, Jeffrey. Frederick. We've been talking about uh, all the heroes at the Tucson Festival of Books. Well, we, we've just been talking about two of them, three of them, four of them.
0: There's well, some Tons.
2: Of them. There's thousands of heroes. Well, true.
0: And you know what? And folks, if you, if you got the Sunday start today- you can pick out. There is the Tucson Festival of Books insert, and in that phenomenal insert is the guide to authors and activities. And Fred, you know what's funny is if you open it up and you look here up at the top left. Yeah. You remember the Mad magazine where you'd put it together? You like put it together like this, and it would say, you know, what me worry? You know, right. Alfred e. Newman. Sure, sure. Yeah, you the can back cover. Do that too. It's here. always the back cover. Look at that right there. Yeah, and there's a special message that you can see right here. So what is the special
2: message? Fred is lame. Oh, excellent. <laughs> that is Sorry, so Dad. cool.
0: Dad yelled at me again for harassing you this week. So <laughs> You guys need to be nicer to each other on the air.
2: No, we don't. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm being All patient. Right, go ahead.
0: So anyhow, with us today yeah. is Fred.
2: Yeah. And? Oh, you know, you can also get those uh, brochures not only in today's paper, The Sunday paper, Mm -hmm. but at all the Pima County public libraries. Beautiful. Yeah. If you
0: haven't been to the library in a while, folks, you should go.
2: So the librarians are like, right now, they're going ballistic because they will eventually be there.
0: Oh, they're not there yet? (laughs) No. This is radio. No one can see you. Freak out. So just keep smiling and laughing. They'll be there eventually. And then you can kick Fred under the table later.
2: No. (laughs) They'll be there eventually. Dude, when is this event happening? Uh, A week from yesterday.
0: (laughs) So if they're not in the library now,
5: can oh, I mention, can I mention just to be absolutely certain that you get your insert, buy a copy of the star today?
0: Yes, absolutely. Get a copy of the star today. Gosh. We want to sell out the star today. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah.
2: So here we go, Fred. We're, we're here with, oh, with uh, Jennifer Lee Carroll and with Helene. Ha! got it Elaine Hawk got it that's her name Woodhams thank you
0: how are you ladies doing both of you guys are the co-chairs for the authors committee for this year's Tucson festival of books we congratulations are mm-hmm. on all the great work you've done
4: thank you and Thanks. in
0: tow you've brought with you these three very nervous looking people
4: no
5: well good. one of them no. one of them is not... way calmer than us
2: <laughs> one of them is not as nervous because he he talked to us last year he knows he knows the drill yes he does and he still showed up. It's, nice. amazing. it's amazing. Very it's amazing. nice. nice. Especially now that he's a big-timer. We cannot scare these people out of here. No. <laughs>
4: Actually, there are a number of really fantastic authors who live in Tucson, so we were hard put to even make some decisions. But um, very lucky to have with us today, among them, Margaret Regan, um, with a new book called Detained and Deported.
5: What I, I, I have in front of me, and you can't see it because I'm on radio, but it's a copy of Southwest Books of the Year, which is published by the Pima <laughs> County Public Library, and among the top picks of Southwest Books of the Year is Margaret's book, Detained and Deported Stories of Immigrant Families Under Fire. We picked it because it's a compelling book, and it's informative, and it's a page-turning read. Margaret, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Delighted to be here.
0: All right. Thanks so that's quite a book you wrote yeah (laughs) detained and deported
1: yeah um well a few years back i wrote a book about the migrant deaths in arizona and the journey up here you know it's a story that we don't hear enough about um but after i wrote that book that's called the death of jocelyn i got to thinking what about all the immigrants who are living here now undocumented in the current presidential campaign we've heard a lot about the 11 million undocumented living here. So this book is about, okay, what about the people who have come here? They've been living here for many years. They have children who were born here. They're U.S. citizens. And one false move, and they're caught, and their whole life is turned upside down. So this is a story of uh, the stories of real people that this happened to. Often they're separated from their children, put in detention centers, and, of course, deported.
0: It's it is probably one of the most polarizing things next to health care that is going on today. And it it is tragic. Absolutely. It's tragic. So give us an idea of what you discovered in as you're out there doing your work to write this this book.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a story. One of the saddest stories in my book was a woman named Elena living in Phoenix. She'd been brought to the U.S. as a child of 13 from Mexico by her mother never got to school in the United States. She worked in the onion fields west of Phoenix, later worked in restaurants and fast food. She eventually had uh, two children. So brought here at 13, at the age of 39, she's caught because she has unpaid parking tickets. And her whole life is turned upside down. Um, ICE does a raid of her house in Glendale. She was doing well, she had a job, 15-year-old boy in school, a little two-year-old girl. They came to her house early in the morning, you know, a platoon of ICE vehicles. And they, she was arrested, and they said to her, what are you going to do with the kids? She says, I don't have anybody. So they were taken away by Child Protective Services, social worker. They were put in foster care, taken away from their mother, who had always been a good mother, worked hard to support them, The next day, she was deported down to Nogales, and very soon the state moved to sever her parental rights to her two-year-old daughter.
0: And all this is happening because it's the law.
1: Yeah, it's the law belatedly enforced. I mean, you have a person who'd been in the United States for, what, 29 years, 27 years, who had lived here as a child, lived all her life, and established herself here, and then suddenly the law is enforced when she's 39 years old. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: So this was a tough book to write.
1: It was a very tough book to write. Um, I spent a lot of time in the detention centers. I don't know if Arizonans in general know that we have the third largest detention center in the United States, Eloy Detention Center. I'm sure you've all flown right by the exit for Eloy on your way to Phoenix. But if you turn right and go in there eight miles, you see this massive detention center. And, it's you know, we hear a lot about these for-profit uh private prison corporations, and Eloy is one of those. Most of our immigration detention centers are run by for-profit companies, and the less they spend on the care for the immigrants in their detention center, the more profits they have. So um, Eloy Detention Center is a very sad place. I was there on a Sunday visiting day, visiting a woman named Yolanda, separated from her three children for two years while she was in detention. But seeing all those families gathered in the lobby, little kids coming to see their parents and so on. Very, very heartbreaking. So
0: the name of your book is?
1: Detained and Deported, Stories of Immigrant Families Under Fire.
0: Got it, now you wrote this book for a reason.
1: I wrote this book, I know as you say, it's a very polarizing issue. People will often say, you know, what part of you legal don't you understand? What I'm trying to show is wherever you stand on the issue, what are our policies doing today to real-life people in their real-life live lives, you know, in reality? And the, it's a lot of heartbreak, especially for families and children. Got it. And, and
0: folks can pick up this book where?
1: Antigone Books always has it. And, of course, at the Tucson Festival of Books, there'll be right. plenty of copies, and now, I'm ready to sign. Are you
0: going to be speaking to the public at the uh, Yeah, the I'm,
1: I'm on three different panels at nice. the Tucson Festival of Books. Yeah, one on Saturday with on a panel of uh, women journalists on the border, uh, Sunday morning with uh, Luis Orea who's a very famous. He writer. is a great. I He's love dead. Luis. He's a yeah, great guy. Yeah. The I'm Hummingbird's thrilled. Daughter. Yeah. Great and, book. Yeah, and his book, uh, Devil's Highway, really inspired me in my immigration writing. All right, so yeah. it's
0: going to be great for you to see Luis.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Hey,
0: good guy. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. Well, thank you for what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Good luck. Good luck, and have fun at the event.
1: Okay, I will. Thanks. All right. All
2: right. So we're not going to take a break yet. Uh, we're going to switch chairs really quick and. And uh, uh, last year, we had a little treat, um, the uh, the merging of dinosaurs and trucks, which was like, I don't know, it was close to the, the discovery of fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paradise um, for
3: children. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you guys, uh, ladies, want to introduce Mr. Gall, but...
4: Yeah, we are very excited that Chris Gall will be back with us at the festival, and um, he he's a fantastic uh, children's author and illustrator and we've got uh, the new series Dino Trucks coming out and we'll be celebrating its release at the festival correct
3: that's correct it's the second season of the series actually on which, Netflix that's right and it just happens to coincide with uh, the festival weekend that's awesome yeah. Chris right first season
0: was awesome isn't it great you know my kid's 11 he was he's on to Avengers and and Star Wars and all that but I got to tell you, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I do too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only adult yeah, confessed that. it's super to that. fun. <laughs> it kind
0: of makes you wish you had a five-year-old
3: again, you know.
0: Super. fun. I've only seen
3: it three times through the whole thing, so I, you know, I like it too. Yeah, and
0: they picked you up again for a second season. <laughs> second, second season. So we yeah. get to find out who shot Jr. It'll be great. <laughs> do they build a bridge? Who knows? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Did he chip a tooth on that brick? We don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. So, now, so for folks that missed you last year, give our listeners an idea of what caused you to put a truck and a dinosaur together and hit this home
3: run. Well, this is goes back about six years ago now. The first book, Dino Trucks, uh, came out back then. Um, originally I was looking for a truck book. I wanted to write and illustrate a truck book and I was for, for, for myself and to be published. Okay. (laughs)
0: Cool. As, as, so this wasn't for a nephew or for your kid. No, no, this was, this was my fourth
3: book that I was working on at the time. And I was working on this, uh, working title of when good trucks go bad. And that was my original idea. (laughs) So what would happen if all the trucks of the world just decided that they'd had it? We're not pulling anything anymore. We're not doing it anymore. We're going to dump our cement wherever we want. (laughs) Um, So one thing led to another, and I thought, well, you know, what are they going to look? What's going to make it different? And then one day I'm driving down the road, and I see a great big construction vehicle. And to me, it just looks exactly like what a dinosaur would look like or what a primitive truck would look like if it lived one million years ago and had a primitive, you know, ancestor or whatnot. So that's the germ of the idea. Super cool. And it's just taken off. And, and it has, yeah. I um, are you surprised at how how popular it's gotten? Um, I never want to be surprised at that at all. I would love that to happen all the time. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, 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 right? sure. <laughs> but I mean, a Netflix series and a second season and yeah, that all that actually all of this took place over a long, long period of time because uh, that's Dream- not true. You said four years ago. No, DreamWorks DreamWorks bought the original rights six six and a half years ago oh. before the first book even came out. They bought those rights. Originally, it was going to be a a, a feature film. And then they decided halfway through it would be better off as a TV series. So, so well, it's like so it's so been a long journey. Years, yeah. A yeah, couple yeah, years ago, fine. we had
0: Adam Rex in here
3: yeah, to I talk about well. the
0: true meaning of Schmeck Day. That's right. And his coming home movie would just came out. Yeah. Kids loved it. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah, for we're you. all really
3: happy with the success of the show. And uh, there's uh, gobs of toys and clothes and all kinds of. Great things coming Saint, out. Uh, yeah. Slippers, fluffy slippers. Yeah. Yes, gotta love belts. Belts. it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. you, do you
2: collect that stuff? Is, is, I, is, is I have like all a... the toys.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the kids' clothing. I don't really. Would just end up in a box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they haven't I, come out in adult sizes People yet. might wonder
3: if you had a bunch of kids. <laughs> you know, I got
1: a buddy, yeah. Tony
0: Zinnman. He may he may like that. He he likes that kids' yeah. clothing thing. I don't yeah. know why, but it's just <laughs> who he is. That's he, cool. He, he like ranimals too. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the yeah the purple giraffe meets the purple tiger, and he knows he's. He's totally in sync yeah. when he goes outside.
3: Right. Sometimes he wears the yellow tie, but it's okay. It's Tony.
6: Right.
2: So, so cool. So well, I
3: have two panels coming up this weekend. And, wait a
0: minute, uh, uh, you're okay. trying to run the show here. I got uh, well, more questions. Well, I have done this before. I, I got more questions.
3: <laughs> Go ahead. What else is going on? You got new stuff other than Dino trucks? Uh, my next book, which is will be coming out this summer, is called uh, Nanobots. And it's the story of a army of superhero robots who help mankind save all their problems. Um, the only problem is that they are microscopically small. So, so it takes more than one of them. It takes many of them, right? And they have to operate on the nano size of life. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, so, right. so the
0: problems have to be real small. Yeah. Well, cancer could be one of those problems. It is, in fact. Is it is. Yeah. All right. In in the book, I it, in, the book in the book. It's a cold. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And this is, of yeah. course, a kid's book. It is. It and is. you're illustrating them still. Yes, I am. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. So, are you going to be on any panels?
3: Yes, I am going to be on two <laughs> panels. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I can't I believe amazing. it. You do it's run totally the show, amazing. you
2: know what I <laughs> It's the only thing I get <laughs> yes. to run in
3: my life. <laughs> yes, I am on two panels. Um, on Saturday, I'm at 2.30 in the Kiva Auditorium in the Education Building. I'm on a panel with Molly Ivan, Molly Idol and Scott Sampson. We're going to be talking about dinosaurs because he's a paleontologist and she also writes about dinosaurs so, uh, and their popularity in books. And then on Sunday at 2.30, we're going in the same place, the Kiva Auditorium, at the education building uh, we're going to be premiering the first episode of the second season. I'm no going to talk a little bit about the books, how they came to be and then we're going to uh, de- we're going to show the show for- on Netflix for people and kids so if you know you got your kids who are just crazy about the show and you're tired of them watching the same 10 episodes there are new ones coming
0: all right so d- tell me when that one is again yeah, that's at that's the kiva Sunday, auditorium yes on Sunday, Sunday at two thirty. you'll be actually screening for the first time ever yes the fir- this first
3: episode of the second series that, of Dino Trips. that's second season second yes. season season and I was you want to say something I about the tickets
4: interject that that both of those are ticketed events oh and I would highly suggest for the public to go online early um as early as possible which is monday noon can okay so
2: tomorrow at noon have a so ticket right now no tomorrow yeah uh.
0: nice try fred but fred will try to pull the media card on that one <laughs> so tomorrow at noon they can go on tucsonfestivalofbooks.org and sign up to get in that event yes how many people are you letting in the kiva
3: i uh, think the, the Kiva's is 300 i right 300, 300. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. okay so folks yeah. get it's online and get those tickets yeah
3: Thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me we back. We love
0: having you. We'll see you again. All right, folks, we've got to take another quick break, but we've got more literary geniuses here on The Fred and Jeff Show, so stick around. We'll be right back. This portion of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Anthony's Cigar Emporium, Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Florist. Now, time for more of The Fred and Jeff Show.
2: This is the Fred Jeff Show. This is Fred Ross. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Dun, dun, dun. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Arizona. So gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. You know, i was standing here and the back, the sole is coming off my sneaker. I keep on feeling it when I move my foot. Don't move your foot. Well, <laughs> I still have to move my foot. I have to get some shoe goo. So we are, we are celebrating all the fun stuff going on in Tucson, and next weekend— All right, get on with the show. What are you doing? Next weekend at the uh, the, the mall of the University of Arizona, plus other various places around you the You remember when we were going to the U of A,
0: there was a guy named Yahweh or Yashua that would be out there berating people?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah remember that guy and brother jeb and brother sister jeb and sister cindy yes i think brother jeb and sister cindy actually got married did they really yeah and then they would come i don't out know of, if that's legal in arizona uh why <laughs> siblings yeah <laughs> you are a snap
0: you're so smart so
2: anyways f- something different is going on in the mall something good uh, next weekend friday saturday sunday is the tucson festival of books and with us today... Uh, we've... By the way, do you know that
0: we've been tasked next week to create a jingle for the Tucson Festival books
2: on ukulele? Oh, really? Yes, I just decided that. <laughs> so you're the one who tasked us. <laughs> who else? All right. So we've already spoken with Margaret Regan, who wrote a book called Detained and Deported Stories of Immigrant Families Under Fire. We talked to Chris Gall, the hero who invented... Dino trucks. The hybrid between dinosaurs and trucks. Dino trucks. And uh, now with us is Jillian Cantor. But before we get to Jillian, um, we should go back to uh, Jenny Jenny Carroll and uh, Helene Woodhams and uh, give us a little intro.
4: Great. Well, we are really excited to have Jillian Cantor with us. She is...
0: Jenny, we know
2: who she is.
4: I know. Well, I'm going to tell you again. (laughs) She's a novelist getting a lot of national attention for her books. And she's also the chair of our fiction committee. So we're doubly excited to have her with us. Her newest book is called The Hours
6: Count. Jillian, I'm going to let you take it from there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, are you from Tucson?
6: I, not originally, but I've been here for 15 years.
0: Where so, originally from? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. What brought you to Tucson?
6: I went to the U of A for grad school. I All got an right. MFA.
0: Uh, excellent decided to stay in the old Uh, pueblo now is this your first book that you've written
6: no it's not my first book okay
1: Jillian Um, has lots of books yeah
6: (laughs) I think it's my sixth Um, but it's my second historical fiction novel okay Um, and
0: tell us about this new book
6: so the hours count is a reimagining of Um, Ethel and Julius Rosenberg and what happened in the years leading up to their arrest and execution in the late 1940s, early 1950s. Now,
0: is that why I Love Lucy went off the air?
6: (laughs) That is not in the book. Oh. (laughs) No, this
0: is a different Ethel...
6: And, oh, well, now, wait a minute. This is a different Fred Ethel. Fred and Ethel. Fred yeah, and Ethel, that's no, sorry. No, different Ethel. Okay, uh, sorry
0: about that. So these
2: guys were accused of treason against the United States of America.
6: Yeah, actually, they were convicted of conspirac- oh, conspiracy right. to con- commit yeah. espionage, and they were both right. executed in 1953. They were a married couple.
0: Um, now, what, how did you pick them? to write this story about?
6: Well, I read the last letter that Ethel Rosenberg wrote her sons on the day she was executed in 1953. Her sons were 6 and 10 at the time. And the last thing she said to them was, always remember that we were innocent and we could not wrong our conscience. And so I wanted to think about her as a mother, as a potentially innocent person, Um, And throughout my book, she's really portrayed as I saw her, which was a young wife and mother in the late 1940s, early 1950s. And
0: the interesting part about your book is you've written this book from whose perspective?
6: It's written from the point of view of a fictional neighbor. In real life, on the day Ethel was arrested, she left her children with a neighbor. I don't know who that neighbor was. My neighbor is a fictional character named Millie who lives down the hall, and she ultimately does watch Ethel's children that day. Um, So it's her story sort of meshed with the truth of what happened to Ethel.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. Uh, And tell us the name of the book again.
6: The Hours Count.
0: The Hours Count. All right. Fictional, historical fiction has gotten to be really
2: popular. It's a genre that's uh, sort of, you know, getting bigger and bigger.
0: So do you have anything else in the hopper that you'd like to share with us on these different historical people that you might be writing about?
6: Well, I also wrote another novel that came out a few years ago called Margot and it was a historical imagining of what would have happened if Anne Frank's older sister Margot had lived and come to the U.S. and saw what had happened with her sister's diary.
0: This is crazy. So I mean, this has got to be so difficult to do. You know, you're creating these whole worlds of these historical figures and, and making, God, this would happen, this could happen, that could happen that's gotta be very, very difficult to do.
6: You know, I was scared of historical fiction for a long time because I'm not a historian. I was an English major in college. I didn't take any history classes. I never thought I liked history. Um, and then I realized that I just need to, I, I love history when it's something that I'm interested in, when it's women that I'm interested in. and it's. Sort of just like writing a contemporary novel to me. You always have a world and characters, and it's just they're in a different time and a different place.
0: And where's your go-to kind of cache of this historical information? It's not Wikipedia or anything like you that, know, is
6: it? Well, I, I you know, I did a lot of research for, for both books. But where, as, where I get my ideas, I mean, I'm always reading articles online or I'm on Pinterest or you know, I'm on something, and you always find a little historical tidbit somewhere.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so your book is available everywhere.
6: Everywhere, yep, and it will be at the Book Festival as well.
2: And your panel will be?
6: I'm doing two panels, one on Saturday at 2.30, which is um, Historical Book Club Choices, I believe, with Lynn Cullen and B.A. Shapiro. And I'm doing one on Sunday at 2.30, which is Rewriting Jewish History with Pam Jenoff and Talia Karner.
2: Very cool. Well, that sounds like a provocative uh, panel. Yeah. Look at that smile on your face. Yeah, that's it's gonna gonna be gonna
6: good. It's going to be one. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody...
2: So we, we need to write... Uh, see, I want to... sing th- about a historical fiction book, uh, The Day Mark Twain Wrote The Notorious Junk- Jumping Frog of Calvary County, and write a whole story about that.
0: About the day that someone watched him
2: do it? No, the, about, you know, from Mark Twain's perspective, what he was doing... Who he's hanging out with. Get Actually, on it, Fred. How much alcohol he's drinking.
6: Lynn Cullen is speaking with me on Saturday. She wrote a book called Twain's End, which is about Mark Twain, but from the point of view of the women in his life, it's fascinating. And that's <laughs> there you on go. Saturday that's at 2.30. That's very happy book. Start <laughs> there, Fred.
0: All right. Thanks for what you guys do. We really appreciate it. Volunteers, authors, you guys are awesome. Another one of the reasons Tucson's a great place to live. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We've got so much more content, so we'll talk to you again next week. You're on The Fred and Jeff Show. This portion of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.